Welcome back to another episode of the Hoops District Podcast, episode 9. The trade deadline officially ended yesterday, and there were a lot of different moves that teams made, and it was pretty exciting. Uh, and uh, let's get started. So, Tobias Harris was traded to the Philadelphia 76ers along with Mike Scott and Boban Marjanovic. In return, the Clippers received Landry Shamit, Wilson Chandler, and Mike Muscala, along with a 2020 first-round pick, lottery protected, a 2021 first-round pick from Miami, unprotected, a 2021 second-round pick, and a 2023 second-round pick. Also, Mike Muscala was later traded to the Lakers. So he wasn't really a part at all of what the Clippers were going to do. Let's look at both sides of the deal and give each team a grade. So for the Sixers, I gave them a B plus. So they got, first of all, they got rid of Fultz, which was good. He's in Orlando now. They got rid of him, which I thought I like. I I really am a I'm I'm a believer in Fultz. I think he can really. Um, you know, I think I don't think Philadelphia was the right situation for him because he is a point guard and he was playing the two guard while Ben Simmons um, was running the point. So I think in Orlando, he's gonna have a great new start um, when he gets healthy, and I'm, I'm happy for him. But they got the Sixers. It was also great for them. They got rid of him. Tobias Harris was the biggest All Star snub of the year, and now Philadelphia has. Four all-star caliber players. Probably the second best roster in the league. The Sixers also informed Harris that they plan on keeping him long term. Which may get expensive. Especially considering Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris. Who are both unrestricted free agents. Might both want the max. And that would might might come down to the Sixers having to pay $130 million for their big four alone. But the Sixers are obviously in win-now mode, and Tobias Harris could fit nicely with his team. He shoots nearly 44% on spot-up threes, which makes him a great target for Ben Simmons. He can also, you know, create his own shot, uh, pull up off the dribble, all that stuff. So he's a great he's a great offensive player. I mean, I guess he's an average defender, not much of a passer, uh, but he's he might be a he might be a pretty good fit. But their depth is the concern for me a bit. Like, it did get better because props to them because they did add James Ennis and Jonathan Simmons. But they gave away Wilson Chandler, Mike Muscala, and Landry Shamit, who were all key parts to their rotation. And uh, they're all out of the lineup, so they're going to have to either start Mike Scott or James Ennis, either one of those two, with Chandler out of the lineup. And then they're going to have Ennis or Scott off the bench, depending on who starts. TJ McConnell, James, uh, sorry, Jonathan Simmons, and Boban Marjanovic, who really can't play consistent minutes. You're not going to play Boban 16 minutes a game. He can't do that. He can go for short stretches. He can't, like, he just can't. Uh, and after that, you got a bunch of bench warmers. Pretty much. So you got three guys that are going to be playing significant bench minutes. And then Boban maybe for stretches. And then like uh, some bench warmers. You know, like 
I guarantee none of you know who Jonah Bolden is or Furkan Korkmaz, but they're going to be playing 15 to 16 uh, minutes a game. And, like, I mean, they got to see who was on the bio market right now. Because you're not going to beat the Celtics, Raptors, or Bucks, who are all very deep teams. You're not going to beat those teams without depth. You got to have depth. Like, you just have to. A lethal shooting, a lethal starting five, uh, a top three starting five in the league. But the bench production got a bit better, but it's still below average. And you're not going to contend or be, like, at least go Eastern Conference Finals without depth when you got to face all these deep teams like the Milwaukee, Boston, and Toronto. Uh, now, for the Clippers, I'm going to give them a B. Because they did just trade their best player. So it's clear they do not care at all about making the playoffs this year. Because it makes more sense to, you know, look at the bigger picture and look at the future. um, Rather than get bounced in the first round by a top three seed. So they're solely focused on their future right now. Tobias Harris, while he was amazing... He was going to get paid like a superstar, so getting rid of his, um, and he was probably going to also um, ask for the max, so getting rid of him was a solid move, but on the flip side, if they don't land a free agent, which is the plan, then you just gave like one of the best young players in the league for nothing, because if you don't get Kawhi or Jimmy Butler or or uh, Kevin Durant, like, you literally just gave away a perennial all-star for picks. Um, but this really could work. I think it will. And uh, they got some great assets, especially the Miami Heat pick, which is one of the best uh, trading assets around the league. They got rid of Avery Badley's contracts. Because he was getting way too overplayed. And he was trash. Like he sucks right now. Um, and now you've got even more cap flexibility. Get rid of Gallinari's contract. I mean he has played well enough to show some interest around the league for trade value. So if you get rid of him. Now you have two max slots opened. Whether that be for Kawhi. Durant or Jimmy Butler. Or both. But. Like I said before, this could definitely backfire, and you could be giving up a perennial all-star for nothing, or picks, essentially. They also, are they really that attractive for, like, a, a, a superstar to go? Like, if would Kawhi really say, or Durant really say, or Butler really say, I want to go here? Because, considering their history... Rather than go to a big, big market like the New York Knicks. So, yeah, they aren't really a very attractive destination for these big-time guys. Who are they going to solely focus on chasing? Nothing else. Next, Harrison Barnes got traded to the Sacramento Kings halfway through a game. Um, so, the full tr- details of the trade are the Dallas Mavericks receive... Zach Randolph and Justin Jackson while the Sacramento Kings got Harrison Barnes for the Mavs I'm giving them an A Harrison Barnes was putting up an inefficient 17 points per game and he had an awful contract like 
he was already getting paid 24 million and next season he's going to be played 25 um million so trading him the Mavs now freed up around 13 14 million in cap space and can sign a free agent to a max deal and it's definitely an attractive destination for a free agent unlike Los Angeles because uh, the Clippers not the Lakers um because you got Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis they got an inspiring contract in Zach Randolph who they're gonna buy out um, and Justin Jackson, who's still on his rookie deal. So, a dub for the Mavs right here. They did, they did really good. Um, for the Kings, I'm giving them a B plus Because they desperately, desperately needed a small forward. And they got a pretty good one with Harrison Barnes. He does have that shitty contract I mentioned. Uh, and, you know, he does have habits of just going full ISO and chucking up, like, a friggin' like side of the backboard fadeaway. Uh, but the Kings, you know, they're trying to make a playoff push and adding Barnes to a roster full of young forwards that are versatile defensively. It's a pretty good move. You just got a 18 point per game score who is a pretty pretty solid defender and uh, a great three point shooter by the way. Mark Gasol got. Shipped over to the north, to the six. Toronto Raptors got Mark Gasol for Jonas. They gave up Jonas Valanciunas, who sucks. CJ Miles, DeLon Wright, and a 2024 second round pick. That's a steal for the Raptors. I give Toronto an A. While Gasol is not what he used to be. He's 35. He's still a like he's not definitely not what he once was. He's still a major upgrade from Valanciunas, who sucks. The Raptors have been trying to get rid of him for years, and now they finally did. They are taking on Gasol's 25 million dollar deal, but they got rid of CJ Miles' 8 million dollar deal and Valanciunas's 18 million dollar deal. So. Uh, Gasol's averaging 16, 8, and 5 right now on pretty good efficiency. Uh, he will be a really good floor spacer for him, shooting really well from 3, uh, 35%, and he can initiate the offense when needed. Excellent passer, averaging like 5 assists. He can take the pressure off Lowry and Kawhi and initiate the offense and run plays uh, when needed. Uh, they just got a lot better and he's getting older like i mentioned he's not what he once was not the defender he once was not the defensive player of the year he used to be like um but in memphis you see he had to be that guy he had to be elite on both ends of the floor even at an old age because him and conley were the only two stars uh so and they really had nothing else so he had to be that guy even when he was out of his prime. But in Toronto, he doesn't. Like, they got Kawhi and Lowry. Um, so he can just do his thing. He doesn't even need to worry about defense either. They got Siakam and Ibaka and all those guys for Toronto. So I think it's a great move for the Raptors. Great move. A. That's the grade. I am so impressed with the Milwaukee Bucks. 
So impressed. Like, they're so good, man. Especially the management. A plus what they did at the deadline. They might now be the favorites, or at least one of the favorites to reach the finals. Giannis just got another shooter. Another shooter. Nikola Miritich. Nico. It was a three-team trade with the Bucks, Pistons, and Pelicans. The Bucks got Nikola Miritich. Pelicans got Stanley Johnson, a 2019 protected second round pick, two 2020 second round picks, and a 2021 second round pick. And the Pistons got the maker of Thons. Uh, Nikola Miritich shoots 37% from three on seven attempts. He's really good. Averaging like 16 points a game. And he's on a Bucks team that was already loaded with shooters. Even more floor spacer for Giannis. I mean, he's a trash defender. He's got terrible lateral movement. Like, he can't move his feet very well at all. Like, defense, he's just absolute trash. Like, just trash. He's like, Isaiah Thomas is a better defender than him. Well, that might be an exaggeration, but it's a, it's, it's a debate. Um, But, he's a shooter. And Giannis got even more floor spacing, and they've already got a lot of capable defenders and young, long players that are versatile and guard multiple positions, so it's not really a big deal. The Eastern Conference, though, man, it's loaded. Like, this is, like, the best Eastern Conference since maybe 2010, although it's pretty top-heavy, like, Still the best since like around 2010, 2009-2010. Like the second round, man, it's gonna be a dogfight because you got the Bucks, the Raptors, the Celtics, and the Sixers who are gonna be—they're all gonna be in that second round playing against each other. Like, unless one of them gets bounced in the first round, which I doubt will happen. Like, that's it's gonna be sick, bro. That's gonna be awesome, awesome, awesome. Now, for the Los Angeles Lakers, who took a fat L. Obviously, they didn't land Anthony Davis, which is already a failure because now you got other teams in the mix for AD. Uh, But they made some other moves, and they weren't that great either. Like, I'm going to give them a a D plus. Not a B, a D. Like, the plus is only because they added Reggie Bullock, who shoots 40% on catch and shoot threes, and the Lakers need shooting. Like, Svi Makailuk, like, you were okay, but, you know, you suck. But, they also gave up uh, Avika Zubak, who was playing great for them. He was just playing so good. And he's a young talent. With all-star potential. And they gave him away for friggin' Mike Muscala. Who's a 7-foot-tall center. Who bricks 8 threes a game. And literally, that's it. He shoots 8 threes. He bricks all of them. 
And that's all he does. So, trading away a future star for that is, you know, that was already better than Muscala at that point. You know, I don't, it's not, it wasn't a good move at all. Um, yeah, Lakers took an L. But, that's it for today's episode of the Hoops District Podcast. Uh, I appreciate all of you guys for tuning in. Uh, make sure to go follow me on Instagram, at Hoops underscore Districts, and on Twitter, at The Hoops Districts. Uh, stay tuned for more episodes that are definitely going to come on the way. Trying to get around. I know I've been slipping with uh, the uploads. Uh, I'm trying to get to two a week. At least two times a week. Maybe more. So, uh, yeah. Uh, But with that being said, I appreciate all of you guys for tuning in. And I'm out. Peace.